are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, next episode, Garlic Fries, Baseball Guys. That's Joe Shasky. I'm Mark Willard. And I guess, Joe, looking at the way this week's going to shake out, this is our final in-season episode of the year. We'll do a season wrap coming up on Thursday and then get ready for the offseason, which uh, you know, knock on wood is going to be more fun than the regular season was. Um, but one more series to go, if you will, in San Diego. And the Giants need to win at least one of them to finish at 500. They need to win two of them in order to finish over 500. And Gabe Kapler weighed in on that. But, uh, but, but you know, let's do it ourselves first. Yeah. Like to you, what, what does that mean? Any sort of a silver lining if they can win at least as many as they lose this year? Well, I think all things being considered, when think back where this organization was just three or four years ago, they're in a better place today, right? They've got an ace. They've got a closer. I believe that they've got a catcher, you know, moving forward. They've got a couple of random pieces and they've got a boatload of money, right? They're better off today than they were. Now, I just asked the question, if I gave Bobby Cox, Bruce Bochy, you know, Joe Torrey, any one of whoever you consider the greatest managers of the last 40 years, I gave them this roster. Are they going over 500? <laughs> like, no, I'm asking sincerely. As no, bad as it's been no. this year, you know, like I actually think all things considered, when you go through the nuance of who actually played this year, the injuries, how few everyday players they have, I actually think they did a pretty remarkable job getting as close to 500 as they did. Well, I mean, it all, as is anything in life, is going to depend on the lens you choose uh, because everything that you're saying is sort of based on our eye test at the beginning of this run. Exactly. The opposite thing is to say, well, a, now granted, not a same roster, but something that was at least similar, you know, won 107 games last year. So where did that come from? Um, I, I'll just say this. Overall, I'm disappointed with that, where the Giants yeah. finished this year. Obviously, how can you not be? But the other side to it is, do I think that there is something mental? Uh, do I think that there is something that, that that you can draw from a strong finish and, and having a record post that doesn't have more losses than wins? Uh, call me crazy. I think it does. I think it does mean something. I think it, there's a morale play there for the fan base and for the players who will be back next year, uh, that they at least rallied to get that feather in their cap, whatever it's worth. You know, if I would have told Giants fans, hey, a top five guy in every statistical category who's going to win the Willie Mack Award is Wilmer Flores heading into the year. Most people are like, this is like a 70-win team. Like, that's what they would say. And, yeah. I, and I think that that would be fair. And so I just look at what they've done with the pitching staff in terms of Logan Webb had an unbelievable year again, validating everything he did in the playoffs and in the regular season last year. Camilo Duvall, though up and down at times, he's going to finish with close to 30 saves. He was the September closer of the Good, month. Pitcher right? of the month, yeah. I mean, that to me matters. Now, I agree with you, like, big picture on my letdown. Of course, I wanted him to make the play. Playoffs. There's seven teams that make the playoffs. They're right there with the Phillies. They're right there with the Brewers, who it looks like they're going to be mathematically eliminated. They're right there with the Padres. But, like, be real with yourself. No Buster Posey. Brandon Belt plays, what, 50 games? Longoria in and out of the lineup all year. I'm sorry. Lamont Wade Jr. turning back into a pumpkin. What did people think was going to happen? 
like 95 wins. Like if I would have said all of those things, you'd say it'd be a disappointing year. The yeah. fact they're even near 500, I, I don't know. Like I, in a weird way, I'm come full circle and now I'm actually optimistic. Well, so here's what Gabe Kapler had to say about it. And by the way, this came before the David VR walk-off that got them over 500, their 80th win. So at this point, they're 79 and 79. And this is what Gabe Kapler had to say about potentially finishing with a winning record. The victory is has been in the preparation. The victory has been in seeing a team that had every reason to kind of lay down and, and didn't and continues to, to fight and it's a Sunday day game. It's our last home game. You know, we have these guys are going to have the option to get ready how they want to get ready for today's game. And um, several of them are out here grinding. The, the work in the cage has been excellent over the course of the last week or 10 days and, and is today as well. And I would say that a lot of places around the league are probably our group is still pushing still determined, still doing everything possible to, to win baseball games and to build that foundation that we discussed. So I will say this because some people will listen to Gabe and, and feel like that's a self-serving comment because that's the way people view Gabe, but I'm going to give him a nod for this. It was too little too late. They didn't make the playoffs. Um, but this little run here at the end where they at least waved to the Phillies and Brewers and said, don't forget about us is a nod to Gabe Kapler, because if if we're going to say that a manager or a head coach, depending on your sport, if if they're in charge of essentially making sure that a locker room doesn't give up and a locker room is going to keep pushing all the way to the end, this team did that. Yeah, This team did that three weeks ago. He's lost the locker room. I don't think he's lost the locker room. I really don't. No, I think that's a really good point. I actually expected them to completely, you know, bottom out. I thought this was a 70 win team a month ago. I'm like, I don't know about this one. The fact that they fought what they have and a lot of people say, oh, you know, they're winning games that the Rockies don't want to win because they want to hire. Look, it doesn't matter. Guys are playing better. And I want to finish on an uptick here. There's two parts of Gabe Kaplan that I find almost at odds with each other at times. The guy who's making managerial decisions on how the organization wants to play baseball, which I think in some cases I understand the thought process. I don't necessarily have to agree with it, but I understand it. The part where I feel like I just wish I would get a little more authenticity is from him in the post game. It feels like he's reading the manual of what a coach should be saying, as opposed to like, you know what? We just not that good right now. Like, and I know that that's only self-serving to me, but God, I would love to hear that from him every now and then. I'm still, you know, here we are in year three. Do I sound crazy? Uh, no, you're not. But, but, but I don't, I also don't know that you're, you're accurate. I don't think we can be though, is my point. Like, here's what I'm getting at. There's something about Gabe Kapler that obviously rubs many people the wrong way. There's something about Gabe Kapler that the words we hear all the time, you just use one, inauthentic. Some will go so far as to say phony. And, and I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is that makes people feel that way. Um, I'm not saying that there's a lack of evidence, but there also isn't evidence. It's just something about the way he goes about saying what he's saying. He isn't uh, a guy who's just going to uh, totally open up. He is a little bit like close to the vest. We have a process. Our answers are going to be based on the process. 
And that works fine when you're winning, right? Manager of the year. Yeah. You know who else is totally closed, gives you nothing, and he's completely inauthentic when he answers questions? Bill Belichick. Yeah. We don't give a rip because he's got rings. So I, I really think I, I ask each Giant fan to say this. Are you mad at Gabe because of Gabe? Or are you mad at Gabe because they've only got 80 wins? Like, I, I really – like, he didn't bother every you – know, a lot of people, yeah. at least for the most part, yeah, they yeah. weren't bothered last year. No, no, They're I not. agree with that. I agree with that. So, we can argue till we're blue in the face about how he's managed the bullpen, which is a fair criticism throughout the year. Going to which guy, maybe the organization has too much faith in a particular guy, and, and the upstairs people are telling him, go in this direction, whether it's John Brebbia, Leon, like whomever in certain situations. Yesterday, just being a human – after the game, he's addressing the entire crowd and people that are on TV watching the game at home on the couch. And he's got the shades on and he's sitting there and it's cliche after cliche. And I just was like, Gabe, take the glasses off and be like, thank you guys for coming out. I know we didn't have the greatest year. Just be yourself. And it felt like he was reading the manual. And there's times like that. And that doesn't mean he can be a good or bad manager. It's just what I want from someone who's the face of the team. I'm totally with you. But the funny thing is, hey, Gabe, be yourself. I think this is. That's the funny he's, thing. It might, he's right. different. He's different than most, right. most people. He's obviously different. The man once upon a time had a website that was dedicated to his body and organic food. <laughs> this is not, right? This is not yeah. your buddy at the end of the bar. Yeah. And so, you know, he's different. And 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 uh, sometimes I just feel like he's being called inauthentic for being authentic, right? Like, I it's mean, it's interesting. That, you know what I mean? Like, he's well, just. Well, and Bochi, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, Mark, but yeah. like, let's be fair here. I thought Bochi was a placeholder. When Bochi got here, I was like, oh, a retread who's not very thoughtful and he doesn't seem really, uh, you know, two steps ahead of anyone. But like, I judged the book by the cover and I was wrong. You know what I mean? Well, and also, Boach, you know, famous moments in Giants history. Hey, Belt, you know, grab a beer. And he yes. talks like your old uncle and he, and he you know, wine and cheese steak. Takes. Like Boach is your buddy. Yes. Gabe, Gabe's not. Completely Gabe's opposite. Like, I, this is like, right? He's unattainable. Mm. He's over here. He's got an eight pack. I, I like, I don't know how to relate to this guy, but that doesn't make him wrong or ineffective. Well, no. And I also think that, like, again, my criticisms with him is primarily through the handling of certain pitch hit situations oh. and pitching. And the larger point is, he's not dictating those things. Those are yeah. mandates coming from the top of the organization. And that's me just having philosophical differences in terms of executing what they wanted upstairs. I truly believe this to my core. It's not the brand of baseball that I thoroughly enjoy and want to wrap my arms around, but had they not employed this strategy, I think they're a 70 win team with almost every other manager that's and every other philosophy that's out there with this roster, this yeah, particular it's, roster. It's and that's probably true. where I'm giving him credit. Yeah, it's probably true. One more from Gabe. Yeah. And this is an interesting one with regard to how they ramp up to next season. He wants more off-season communication with his players, which he thought was lacking last year. And I think one of the major challenges from 20 to the off-season from 21 to 22 was we didn't really have that ability to communicate with our players. I think that's one of the major strengths of our coaching staff is like keeping tabs on and, and helping players raise the bar for themselves in the off-season. And that was a, a pretty significant missing link for us. 
And ultimately, that is no excuse because that just means we should have found more ways to get information to players. And what I mean by that is like perhaps be out in front somehow, some way, but whatever. We didn't strike the perfect balance. And, and as a result, I think our, our offseason was not as good from uh, 21 to 22 as it was from 20 to 21 and as good as it will be from 22 to 23, where I feel supremely confident that we're going to be more intense, more strategic, more communicative than we ever have. More strategic and more intense coming back. But I, I, I'll say this for him. Um, you know, there are a lot of things where people go, well, that was the same for every team. True. But if you are a team that is going to thrive on communication, is going to thrive on outworking other teams, then the lack of being able to communicate does affect you more than it, it affects the other teams. So, you know, everything that has had to do with COVID or labor, you know, issues going on in baseball. Um, the Giants are using those things. People don't want to listen to that. But, you know, a, a good way to say this is that they're very communicative. A bad way to say it is that they almost feel like control freaks. Um, <laughs> right? But but that has been shown to be a strength of theirs, as I think you were just saying. And so maybe they are well, uh, combined with a disappointing season. They're set up to do it a little bit differently next year. I guess my question is, wh- what did he mean by that? Like, did he not know Tommy LaSella's limitations in terms of his physical spot of where he was at in his rehab process? Did they not communicate that back and forth? Was this, I had particular criteria that I wanted player X to work on in the off season. Is this what I'm looking for in terms of growth between the end of October and the beginning of March? Like, I guess I had some follow-up questions that we won't know the answers to. Like, what did he mean by the communicate? Do you get where I'm going with this? Well, I mean, obviously they were not allowed to communicate because of the labor issues, right? Is number one. But number two, I just think it's a, it's a staff that likes to tinker. Yeah. So they want to, they want to be with every player and be like, you know, your arm slot is one and a half percentage points off. And we, (laughs) we laugh at it. But we want to work on that, and they weren't able to do it. And so they feel that like that's something that negatively affected them this year. You know, whatever it is, I think it'll be better next year just by virtue of the fact they're coming off of such a disappointing season. Yeah. And, and so they're embarrassed. And when you're embarrassed, you put a new level of dedication to it. And so that's sort of what I would expect this offseason. Um, okay, one of the things we know that the Giants uh, – one of the few things that we know they can sort of hang their hat on – Uh, not only this year, but going forward is Logan Webb. Um, And our own guy, producer Sam Lubman, caught up with Logan this weekend at the ballpark. Uh, You'll hear that here in just a second.